are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, day after the Pelicans win 129-124 over the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I said they were going to probably get blown out. I've said this a couple times this season, and basically every time I say that, they're going to, they end up winning. So you should be thanking me, not making fun of me, for the reverse jinx that is totally on purpose, entirely on purpose, that maybe I should just start saying before every single game that the Pelicans play going forward. So yes, entirely on purpose, I meant to do this. Don't credit Zion Williamson and his 26 points, an absurd play in the third quarter. Don't thank Lonzo Ball for his great play, great stretch of play that he's on right now, because it is all me. No, not really. I just uh, don't tend to call these very well. But we'll break down this win. I want to spend the first two segments really looking at this game. Zion's dominance, especially in that third quarter stretch that I mentioned. Then in the second segment, I want to look at some of the just ridiculous numbers. This is like one of the weirdest statistical games you've ever seen. I'll explain what those are and why and give you some of the just like head scratching, impressive. I don't know what what adjective you want to use. Those kind of numbers. And then in the third segment with Lonzo Ball and how good he has been playing. Is he off the trade block? Should he be off the trade block? Let's break it all down in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So even though I'm joking about, you know, calling the win and all of that here or, or jinxing the team and doing this on purpose and all that, if you do want to thank me, I totally accept reviews for the podcast. We've had a couple of reviews come through over the past couple of days, and I greatly appreciate people taking the time out of your day. If you're happy that I somehow did something in the universe that made the Pels win, go leave a review. It takes like 30 seconds, five stars with a comment. You can even comment on the reverse jinx that I'm doing here or how wrong I am with my predictions at times. But it really does help keep the show free five days a week for you all. You just get good basketball talk every single day. No no paywall, no Patreon, anything like that. This is free for you. If you want to pay me back just a little bit, and you don't have to, take 30 seconds to leave a review for the show really does help. So all of that out of the way, whew, big win for New Orleans. This is probably one of the better games we've seen the team play all season. Came out right away with a strong defensive intensity and just into this game like they really haven't been in the past. One of the reasons I've been advocating for Josh Hart to potentially be in the starting lineup is to get that energy out on the court that the rest of the starters could feed off of. This is one of those games where you didn't need him in the starting lineup because they actually had that energy. If they had this all the time, I don't know if I'd be screaming for this nearly as much. He, this team just came out and looked and felt different, didn't they? Watching this game, they just felt different. And even though the Utah Jazz were, were just slightly off all night long, and they were, right? Like, this wasn't the Utah Jazz we're used to seeing. They're still good and made it a fight at the end. But if they played at the best of their ability, they would have beaten New Orleans in this one. So they didn't. That's okay. You don't every single night. But New Orleans, and credit to the Pelicans here, went at the Jazz all night 
long, were active defensively, getting big performances from both, not both, all three of Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Lonzo Ball. And we'll focus on Ball in the third segment here with the trade deadline looming. And you just had to love what you saw out of this team. And in particular, the third quarter for New Orleans and what they did because Zion was absolutely fantastic in the third. There is no other player in the league willing to do what he does. He finished with 26 points on the night. And in the third quarter, just completely, completely took over the game. Played nine minutes and, or sorry, nine minutes and 32 seconds. He was six of nine from the field and finished with 15 points. And when Rudy Gobert was out there, he went right at Rudy Gobert. This is the two-time defensive player of the year. A guy who's probably in the running for, for his third right now and in uh, the running to win defensive player of the year at the end of the season. And Zion shows no fear whatsoever of this guy. A player that most try to avoid and don't want to contest and get to at the rim. And Zion just goes right at him. And by the way, Zion has been doing this since his first NBA minutes. That first preseason game he ever played against the Utah Jazz, he went right at Rudy Gobert. And his finishing around the rim is just honestly a sight to behold. Kyrie Irving's been the best finisher in the league for a while. Zion is going to come running for that title sooner rather than later. And to say that a big is the best finisher at the rim is pretty incredible. And some of the things he's doing and the stretches he goes through where he looks so absurdly dominant. He also had two rebounds and two assists in the third quarter. There's there's not enough superlatives to say. This is why everyone's excited about the future for the Pelicans. You can leave B.I. and Lonzo out of the equation right now. Zion is just that good that if you can remotely figure it out, this guy is so transcendent, so special, and shows no fear and can do things we, we've never seen. He's tough to like quantify as a player to some degree, right? The, he, he's that good. Like I'm waxing rhapsodic about him right here, but that's really all we're supposed to do at this point. This is... We'll talk about it on Thursday with Michelob. Kind of like enjoy the ride, right? Like enjoy these moments with him, even if it's not a win or a loss, because you are witnessing someone who is so special. And it was just his 57th game. He hasn't played 60 games in the NBA yet. That's how wild some of the things he's doing is to me. He was absurdly, absurdly dominant in this one. And a big reason, maybe the main reason why the Pelicans won. There's just not enough good things to say about Zion Williamson and what he is capable of doing. When he puts up 26, when Brandon Ingram puts up 26, when Lonzo Ball puts up 23, you should win. And even though there were issues down the stretch, and we're going to talk about this coming up and at everything and some of the other absurd stats in this game. It's, I don't know, it's just, there's the makings of a real good team somewhere in this mismatch of a roster that's still just trying to figure things out. And when they put it together like they do in, like they did in this game, it's, it's really, like, really a sight to behold at times. And give a lot of credit to, you know, almost every player on the team in this one for the big win against the best team in the league. This is kind of a feather in the cap win for your New Orleans Pelicans. 
So we'll get into some of the weird statistics and how strange this game truly was here in just a second. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Brush. You're not going to wake other people up. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen design, design make it feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app even learns from your behaviors and suggests new guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, and Maria Sharapova, plus hundreds of thousands of customers. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now to get your Theragun Gen 4 today. That's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, if you repair and maintain your car yourself, you're probably doing it to try and save some money and probably because you enjoy it too, like I do. And if you want to save even more money, you've got to check out rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? You don't want to do it because rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and they've got the lowest price is around. Personally, I have saved a couple hundred dollars, maybe even thousands of dollars ordering parts from rockauto.com. AC condenser for an older car I have because it gets hot here in New Orleans and you never want to not have AC, right? It was like $350 online at one of those chain stores. Rockauto.com, 85 bucks. That is a significant difference right there. And their prices like that pretty much all the time. You'll see chain stores change the prices of their parts depending on what people are buying and try and mark them up a little bit. You don't have to deal with that at rockauto.com and they literally have everything for your car or truck. Whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, you can even get new carpet for the interior if you need if it needs a little bit of a refresh. Whatever it is, whether it's a classic or a daily driver, they have it in a few easy clicks because their online catalog is just Really easy to navigate. You never need to worry you're not ordering the correct part for your vehicle. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Right now on the Locked On Today podcast, with players fleeing the Houston Texans, what NFL team will be the worst to play for in 2021? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans win over the Utah Jazz, 129-124. Pelicans beating the best team in the league in the Utah Jazz, by the way, who were 27-7 and coming in tonight into this game last night. Now they're 27-8. and 
bit, probably the best win in the season for the Pelicans. Kind of big statement win with Zion dominating, Brandon Ingram looking really good, and then Lonzo Ball looking excellent. We'll talk about Lonzo Ball coming up in the next segment. Entire segment devoted just to him. But some of these things in this game were just weird. Like, and I don't mean weird in like what the hell just happened. There was one or two little plays like that. The weirdest part, let's get this out of the way first, was I, I don't know what Stan Van Gundy was doing at the end of the game again. The, the Pelicans tried to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory so badly. Like they wanted to lose this game or Stan Van Gundy, I should say, wanted to lose this game. I don't think the players did because the players ended up making winning plays and coming up when it mattered. But Stan Van Gundy went to that usual offense-defensive sub stuff, and it just doesn't work. Subbing out Zion and in Josh Hart for a defensive possession. And guess what happened on that defensive possession? Pelicans just fouled, and Utah went to the free throw line, and he was able to sub um, uh, Lonzo Ball. Sorry, Zion Williamson back into the game. But if they didn't, it was like a, a live ball miss with New Orleans needing a bucket right? Needing a bucket basically to ice the game. You wouldn't have had Zion out there on the court. You've got to leave Zion Williamson in the game. You have to. And he changed his rotations up at a time. They normally would have pulled Zion in the third quarter. They left him in because he was hot and they let him stay out there and play. And if you're going to do that and leave him in for extra minutes at a time, trying to find him 15 seconds of rest in the fourth quarter and subbing him out at the risk of him not being in there. I don't like it. You can hear the anger and annoyance in my voice with this, I'm sure. Don't like it. Almost could have cost them the game. And if they ended up losing that, that's what we would have been leading the show off of with. And I would have been screaming at Stan Van Gundy. Now, this is being maybe a little bit more results-oriented instead of process-oriented than we should. But it's kind of like all is well that ends well. Almost wasn't. And it would have been that. And luckily, the Pelicans managed to get the ball. They end up scoring. They end up winning. But here's the thing. When they left Zion in on the basically the final possession that iced it for New Orleans, which led to that easy bucket for Josh Hart in transition, Zion was out there on the court. He's been playing good defense. He has. You can leave him in, and it's fine. That's all I'll say on that. They really did try hard, though, to lose that. You can take, if you need Josh Hart in there, not at the expense of Zion, do it at the expense of Eric Bledsoe, who like lived on the court at times, falling down so many times. And he wasn't horrible horrible in this game like he normally had been anyway moving on weird stuff in this one so here's a couple of stats that came from andrew lopez uh and espn stats and info because there were some things that were ridiculous i texted david Locke, host of locked on jazz head of the locked on podcast network and the radio voice of the utah jazz after this game said it's wild that they won despite only only taking 11 threes three-point shooting league Utah Jazz shot 43 threes in this game. They made 17 of them. The Pelicans as a whole took 11. Now, they made 7. 7 for 11. They were 64%. But still, that is an obscenely low number for New Orleans to take. That is not something that you normally see a team take that many, like that few threes and win a game. They take on the season per game going into last night's game 32 and a half. So they're shoot, they, they took about a third as many takes as they normally do from three. And they still won. That is weird. And per ESPN stats and info and Andrew Lopez, the Pelicans 11 three-pointers attempted are the fewest of a winning team in the last four seasons of the NBA. The previous low this season in a win was 15 threes attempted. Just weird, right? 
Weird that you can win a game only attempting 11 threes in 2021 in the NBA. And then it gets to the next stat, also of ESPN's Andrew Lopez and ESPN Stats and Info, because he has this one. The Pelicans finished with 74, 74 points in the paint. And according to ESPN Stats and Info, Pelicans are the first team to score more than 70 points in the paint against the Jazz in the last 25 years. That's how dominant Zion and the rest of the team, that's how dominant they were scoring at the rim against two-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. 74 points in the paint. Zion's entirety of his scoring in terms of made field goals in the paint. That is nuts. This is, I saw that stat muse tweeted out the joke after where they said jazz took 43 threes tonight. Pelicans took 11 and one. And they say, screw analytics, which there's a whole big, we don't need to get into it. Whole big debate of analytics stuff on Twitter in the NBA. Besides the point, they're both important. Um, It's just kind of funny that that is such an eye popping number and an eye popping differential and shows you, we are seeing some stuff with the Pelicans and what they're doing and how special Zion is that this doesn't happen in the NBA anymore. And they're going out and they're making it work and no one really has an answer for it. You shouldn't win a game by only taking 11 threes. And the Pelicans did. And should have won by way more than what the final score was if they didn't almost choke the game away with the stuff we just talked about. That's how special and like everything that went on in this game was for New Orleans. It's tough to kind of realize and quantify and think about what we're watching But it definitely feels different and special, and it's a really fun ride to be a part of right now. So coming up, let's look at Lonzo Ball. Is he still on the trade block? Should he just maybe not be? Leaning more towards that one. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online even covers reality TV, awards shows, and other TV shows. Plus, they have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Stuff with Zion seems pretty safe right now. Really? And again, Pelicans overs have been telling you guys. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Free money like you've already won a bet without even trying. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we've got a rebooted podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA Draft. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? And if you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the new Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. This is going to be my big go-to when it comes to scouting, hopefully not the lottery for the Pelicans. So you've definitely got to check out Locked On NBA Draft. All right, wrapping up today's show, day after the Pelicans beat the best team in the league, the Utah Jazz. And Lonzo Ball had a really, really good game in this one. He finished with 23 points and eight uh, assists on the night. And he's on a stretch of play where he has been Really good. Like, there's no other way to put it. There have been a couple of subpar defensive games from him, but overall, like the whole body of work, when you're looking at it like that, 
there's not a ton to complain about. Like there really isn't. And look, some of this comes with a bit of a changing role and kind of really fitting into a role that we all thought he would succeed at. Not that pure point guard like Chris Paul, Steve Nash, but a guy who can get you buckets in transition and pull the strings in transition and then work off ball, be a spot up shooter, an off the dribble shooter from three and just be an outlet for Zion and like a secondary playmaker. And he's doing all that and play defense too, of course. And he's doing all of that and kind of embracing this slightly different, weird, not weird, but hybrid role. He's really, really taking off. You're not seeing the turnovers from him anymore. And in fact, in this game against the Utah Jazz, he had zero. He was nine of 16, including three of five from deep. And here's the thing. He took 11, 11 shots that weren't three pointers, 11 twos. That's a big, big number for him. You're seeing him play with a little bit more confidence in just his overall game and not just as a spot-up three-point shooter. And it just adds a little bit of something. He's been good. There's no other way to put it. Now, his name was leaked in trade rumors. And look, they were probably almost assuredly leaked by David Griffin, who does really like to leak things to the media. Usually things that are coming out revolving the Pelicans probably have to do with him. And he's leaked Lonzo's name before a couple of times. And it seems to have motivated Lonzo Ball, whether or not that was the intention all along, who knows, but it's working. And of course, he was leaked into trade rumors, but now given his play, I don't know if he should be on the trade block. And look, everyone, everyone could be traded off this Pelicans team other than Zion Williamson and other than Brandon Ingram, pretty much. And even for the right deal, I would trade B.I. Wouldn't trade Zion for anything. So if a team comes in and offers you three first round picks for Alonzo, assuming they're decent first round picks, you at least got to consider it. And like, yeah, for the right deal, I would trade him. But if it's just to move him because you don't want to pay him and you want to get something back, I'm not willing to do a deal like that right now. And when you hear and you heard it in the post game um, from this one, the, the way that both Ingram and Zion glowingly speak about Lonzo Ball He's probably an integral part of what this team is doing and accomplishing and the good that we're seeing from the Pelicans right now. Again, he's embraced a a different role and not what we saw from him last year or even at the start of this season. But point Zion, B.I. being a secondary playmaker too and all of these guys kind of sharing a lot of the burden, it's working really, really well. And at this point... It's going to be an interesting offseason because I don't think you trade Lonzo Ball during the season. And I think you basically, unless the team blows you away with an offer, you don't even entertain that. He's playing the best offensive basketball of his career. You could argue up there close to some of the best defensive basketball of his career, making it the overall best basketball of his career. And I think that's, and the effect that it has on Zion is really, really valuable. And you don't mess with something like that. And the fact that he's playing with confidence, and I got asked this on WWL radio yesterday, you know, how how important is that to his game? And it seems like it's really important. That and health, two big things. When he gets both of those, and health seems good right now, and his confidence is growing tremendously, you see him. He he just looks more assertive. He looks like a different player out there playing with some confidence. And you don't want to do anything that shakes that. So leaking his name in trade rumors, his motivation, or anything going forward seems dumb. And maybe you leak that you want to sign him to an extension and let him hear some of that and see if that makes him feel really good and say, hey, we want you to be part of the future. And sometimes that's all you really need for a guy to 
really take off. The Utah Jazz have done this with a couple of their players too. So I think it's something you could look at doing Lonzo Ball or just, you know, even even really thinking. At this point, even if it is $20 million a year, while it's a lot and probably more than I really want to pay him, sometimes you need to overpay a little bit if you're a small market team to make sure that there's some continuity here. And with this type of play and what he's giving you, I, I wouldn't feel horrible about it. On the season, he's averaging 14, 15 points per game on 40% shooting from deep and 78% shooting from the line. It's really good for him. Like Those are all career-high numbers. And so if he keeps doing that and keeps playing it, what he's playing right now, I like this version of Lonzo Ball. I'll be the first person to say that. If he can get the shooting percentage up a little bit, but if he starts to become more confident from two and opening up his game a little bit more, and you saw him hit some mid-rangers in this one. Sign me up for that version of him. He's been excellent recently. And the fact that he is shooting those free throws well, because the Pelicans are going to be going to the line a whole lot in the future. But 76% from the line when last season was his best season shooting free throws at 70, uh, 57%. So it's almost a 20% jump. A lot of confidence to his game. And he's clearly been improving every single year in the league. Meaning, while we would have loved a big breakout year from him in his fourth year, maybe it's the fifth year where something like that comes. And you can't rule that out right now. Maybe that does mean you re-sign him in the offseason, even if it's for a number that makes you potentially uncomfortable. But this is for sure. Lonzo Ball shouldn't be in trade rumors right now. He's he's got he's gotten paid and will get paid this offseason. And now he's made the offseason for the Pelicans pretty interesting, depending on what's going to happen. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Enjoy the big victory. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.